Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, we back. You know what time it is. Another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Two champs here along with the good man, the giant crab, Jamal. What's going on, brother? Good weekend for us, right? Oh, well, pause. Huh? I mean... It, it was it was it was a decent weekend. What 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 are you what are you talking about? A lot of wrestling. We back from. So there's a lot of wrestling. A lot um and a good week and all because um a lot of stuff we talked about last week before we got um out to Chicago. A lot of things came to light. Um a lot of other great news as far as um being wanting to travel to see more good wrestling has happened. So yeah. today is definitely going to be a good day. Uh, we could recap. I, I, I guess we just got to start right now and just put it out there. What was the match of the weekend? I, I'm glad you said it, man. I am affirmatively, it's, you know, I'm still going to stick to my guns and say it was Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak because of the fact it was so well paced. It set the momentum, the tone for the weekend, um, everything. And God, if like, I don't even know what gravity is anymore or just like, I don't know. I guess growing up, you're like, tall people should do this. Small people should do this. Medium-sized people should do this. Those dudes says, I don't know where any of that mumbo-jumbo come from. We can do whatever we want. And it was it was crazy. And the reason that people said it was the match of the weekend in Orlando, and I'm talking about people that went to every indie show possible as far as scheduling it, that, that made sense, that said that was the match of the weekend, they, they sure – I mean, it was sure justified at Evolve 84. So – I'm going to have to go with a strong number one with Keith Lee, Donovan Dodger, and I just got to I just gotta um, plug in for number two. I definitely got to give it for the UK match with um, with um, Tyler Bate and uh, – um, ooh, why is, he, why is his name slipping out of my head? Why is his name slipping out of your head? Because he's the bruiserweight. Yes. And, bru- and current ending. Pete Dunne. Here we go. Thank Man, you. was that a match. Whew. But go so, ahead. Uh, it, so um, it would be easy to just, just ride along the coattails with that mm-hmm. and, and second those opinions uh, I'm gonna because I have to. I'm going to go a little bit differently and say that the match of the weekend, first of all, you know, bar none, was Keith Lee versus Donovan Dajak in Chicago. Um, we went to Evolve and then made it a doubleheader. Thank you, Gabe Sapolsky. Uh, for for actually, yeah, he was dead on. We um, yeah, 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 definitely a second. The show run. ended right on time. Yeah, he, he everything was crisp. The the customer service as far making sure he um we got our seats upgraded and we paid. We didn't get no favors or anything, but you know he nah. gave us great seats. Um, he, he he gave us his honest opinion. Um, and he made sure the pacing was correct. We made it from Evolve to um NXT and still had plenty of time. And and, and and the uh, the drive, if you haven't been there, was from Summit, Illinois, to Rosemont, Illinois, both suburbs of Chicago. And I would say it's about a fifteen mile drive, a little maybe plus or minus a couple, but um, about a half an hour of the car if you if you know your way around. 
and then Lord knows our Uber driver didn't. But uh, still, we made it there plenty of time. So that's a credit to Evolve for getting that done. Um, now, now let's take one step back and and uh -oh. the Uber driver. Let's take. Oh dear. Let me tell you how I had to give him three stars because he had no idea what part of Chicago we were in. <laughs> he was asking us questions and it made me a little bit scary because I was just like, there's a, there's a lot that he didn't know. <laughs> he literally didn't know how he was getting paid, <laughs> which made me think I forgot that is he an actual Uber driver or did we just get in some gypsy cab and he was going to actually ask for cash? If, I had no idea what was going on. If there was any time we were going to get kidnapped or whatever, it was going to be that time. And man, you were not going to let me you live. Because <laughs> I was going to dip out the back door, tuck and roll. I knew where I was. You were the tourist. Hey, shout out to that prom we witnessed too. Chicago proms was lit. Man, yeah, was because um, someone, and not me, because I use Lyft. Shout out to plug, plug, plug. Uh, but someone, uh, instead of optioning for the Uber uh, direct, like point to point, he asked for the Uber pool, which might as well be a damn rickshaw through the uh, streets of Chicago. And we uh, had a side trip uh, to take a, a gentleman from uh, point A to his uh, cousin's prom uh, send-off party at point B. And you know what? Good for the kids. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to mention anybody's name, but uh, hope you had a good night, son. And, you know, you look, you look shocked. <laughs> You know what? You want to keep a PG? So we had. He's looking pretty sharp. Um, oh, so I will say that both shows were fantastic. The absolute best match was Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak. And it's interesting because that immediately parallels with the whole independent wrestling scene uh, versus WWE, what Randy Orton and others have been uh, pontificated about over the last few weeks. Um, you know, you had Keith Lee, who is, what, six five, six six, three hundred plus pounds. Um, you have Donovan Dijak, who's 6'7", 285, something, 265, 285, something like that. And they were moving like cruiserweights. And it's 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 the story that we tell now. Um, I'm going to get a little bit into that, and we move further into the news. Is another star has come out and, uh, and um, expressed his opinions on the matter. Um, Maybe. But... It is it is impressive to see an albatross named Keith Lee uh you know, fly through the ring like that. Yeah, I um I was glad I was able to capture first of all, I couldn't put my phone away. Uh, it was so many moments that I was just like, you, you can tell where certain spots was gonna get set up. And then I had like how I thought it was gonna play out, and it didn't because it went way more spectacular. And I was able to captivate some of those moments and I posted it on YouTube. Uh shout out to everybody who has made the the videos go viral they are doing numbers right now on our facebook page so i appreciate all the new followers to our facebook page people that's been sharing retweeting interacting with us and everything the match is great so if you get a chance go ahead and just um i know they have the video on demand service or get you a dvd evolve 84 was like that um solid two and a half hours we we were not able we weren't pro i'm sorry we were promised more people to be on that car but I didn't leave with a salty taste because I didn't get to see him because everything was so solid. Um, shout out to the people yeah. too who sat on the bleachers because I know your butts was hurting, but my chair and my view was comfortable for $30. I enjoyed it, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a great show. A lot of a lot of memorable moments, and I think that's the most important thing about uh, anything that you put your money into. Uh, you need a memorable moment to have, but 
uh, very quickly. If you are watching us on the YouTube, do indeed hit that like button, share it, favorite it, everything that you need to do, but also hit the notification bell. Uh, we want to hear you. We want you to watch. We want you to be there on time. So hit the notification bell. You get an alert when we go live, whenever we go live. Uh, with that said, NXT TakeOver Chicago, another solid show. And it would be easy to say that it wasn't as good as their former shows, and that's true comparing them directly. However, it's not the same NXT that it was in 2015, 2014, so it's an unfair comparison in that regard. However, more moments were made. Um, you know, Asuka had a heck of a match in the triple threat. Uh, Bobby Roode, who, you know, is the NXT champion that we need right now. And... Uh, Gargano and Ciampa, where the champion did not end the show. And that's just something that doesn't happen too often. And people were kind of looking around going, wait a minute, that's one more match. I got to say, and when I got to gotta say, I was just a little bit hesitant because I thought the injury came into play. I thought something may have been uh, redone behind the scenes. So I was just a little bit hesitant right. seeing that come that and, and once that, uh, once we finally got the payoff that everybody got, yeah, that everybody got, it was good to see the genuine reaction from people in the crowd, and the crowd was absolutely nuts um, all night long in, in Chicago for the NXT taping that happened that you guys saw uh, yesterday, and the um, live Takeover Chicago. Um, Takeover is always a special time, and uh, it, it certainly isn't my first one. Uh, you guys went to Dallas um, last year, and uh, you know we went to New York uh, last year, so. Definitely a good time. I'm glad that they added a fifth takeover uh, in the year. I can't wait to January in Philly, where I don't have to travel 800 miles to go to one. But you know what? Time well spent, worth it. Um, real quick before we get too deep into the show, uh, definitely a special uh, birthday shout out to uh, a good resident, Dr. M. Um, he's too busy enjoying himself for his birthday, so he's not going to join us tonight. And also, it was good to see our good man Aaron in Chicago as well, too, joining us on the Chicago shenanigans. So, a uh, shout-out to the other members of the BGB crew. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. Well-represented in Chicago. Huh? Well-represented in Chicago. Absolutely. Um, but to your point, I'm very excited, considering the fact that um, we do not have to go a zillion miles for NXT in Philly. Um, and I look forward to it. You get your money's yeah. worth with NXT. Like for the people who's like really have never been to an NXT show, matter of fact, matter, matter, matter of fact, to the people who went to Backlash who did not attend NXT, you knew you regretted it this week because there's nothing on that Backlash card touched that UK championship match alone. And that was just the second match. And, but, but to be fair, I mean, obviously we can um, easily say that the UK match definitely was a spotlight match. Uh, show stealing match, match of the year candidate for WWE, I would argue. But um, Backlash, you know, being a SmackDown pay per view is not without merit. It did have some memorable moments. It did. Uh, no. We'll get into a, a bit of those moments. But to, to be nothing, absolutely nothing that Backlash did compared to the worst match on NXT. That's that's all I'm saying. You know, and, and, and it's the yeah. fact I, you like what you like. But I feel like there's still a stigma behind people not wanting to go see NXT because, like, oh, it's the minor leagues or, you know, it's not good. It's just NXT or right. even the whole fact of, like, I don't know those guys. Like, it's 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 money well spent. And if you yeah. had no clue, if you've never seen a, any bit of the UK championship or never watched progress alone in your life, 
you know you missed the opportunity this this time. So I'm I'm just hoping that you know the NST fan base grows and um people just stop BSing and just go see NST, man. It's 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 good stuff. And I, I'm not taking away from backlash, but it was just a no brain I was going to see NST, you know, before anything. Right. <laughs> NST. And, and, and to be clear, uh, we both left town separately, but we both left town to um head home. Yes, different airports at the same time. And we we got out of there. <laughs> Well, we got out. We, we were done because there was no way in the world that we would pay double to see less. And basically, uh, the ticket prices were uh, um, about double what they were for Backlash than they were for NXT. Yeah, no, I contemplated um, the anime uh, convention before I contemplated staying for Backlash for Sunday for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I before I got to Chicago, I went to Cincinnati uh, area to see NXT uh, Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, an NXT house show. And I will say that um, I wouldn't travel for one again, considering what their current roster is, unless something you know awesome happens. Now, obviously, if they add um, Adam Cole, baby, if um, you know Roderick Strong becomes more of a, a singles uh, you know, threat, maybe he challenges for a championship. Um, you know, they have a decent lineup. It's not that they don't, but they don't have what they had back when they first started. And who knows if they'll ever get back to that point. Um, with that said. You know, it was um, it, it felt like an indie show, basically. And for all the comparisons of WWE to the indies, well, if you ever see NXT in Florida, that's an indie show. Uh, it's, it it kind of just is what it is. But a great weekend overall. Evolve was great. Uh, NXT was great. Backlash happened. Um, and congratulations to, um, you know, the, the winners and losers. And definitely some moments were made over the weekend. So good time was certainly had by all. Agreed. But... Speaking of that, backlash. Uh, obviously, the big deal is that Jinder Mahal is your new WWE champion, and in uh, his home country, not of India, but Calgary. Dramatic pause. Alberta, Canada. Uh, the Canadian government, the Alberta government, has uh, officially stopped Congress to recognize Jinder Mahal. What? And I don't. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm reading this from uh, Sports Kita. Alberta legislator halted the proceedings of the assembly to applaud Jinder Mahal for winning the WWE Championship. And if you want to find the story on YouTube, you can do that. But the point is, is that um, they stopped Congress and said, "Hey, Jinder Mahal did it." And they dropped the uh, uh, the congressman dropped a nugget. Uh, Graham Sucha is his name in Canadian Parliament. He uh, dropped a nugget that says the Jinder Mahal is the first Albertan uh, champion since Bret Hart in 1997. So that puts him in Hall of Fame category right there. Now, I just mentioned Jinder Mahal and Hall of Fame in the same sentence. I'm not implying such. But the fact that, uh, you know, that this thing is happening, whether you want to say that it's a ploy to further their roots in India, okay, fine. But it is what it is. And I think that him uh, becoming the champion is not exactly a terrible thing. Um, we got to pick a side. Either we want, you know, a champion that uh, that's or we want something different or we want the same. Because John Cena is a 16 time champion. Do we really want that again? Roman Reigns is a three or four time champion. Do we really want that again? We complained last year when um, 
Banks and uh, Charlotte Flair were playing hot potato with the championship, with the women's championship. Do we really want that again? So I'm glad that somebody else is doing, um, has stepped up. Should it have been Rusev? Well, one could argue that maybe. Um, maybe hopefully we'll get there down the road. But yeah, I can't wait for gender versus AJ Styles or gender versus Nakamura or gender versus, I hope he has a long run well beyond SummerSlam into Survivor Series. I, first of all, the Rusev thing is, Rusev has never got the back end of the stick in WWE. He will always get a fair run, a fair reign. Um, he's always going to be relevant. He's a good worker. He's been he's been doing everything possible to keep the company at best interest. I mean, Total Divas does his thing. Um, he, you know, he got in the doghouse with TMZ with the proposal, but nonetheless, he bounced back. Um, he kept himself relevant. Um, he revamped his gimmick a little bit, you know, from being pro Putin to just Rusev crush, you know what I'm saying? So he's going to be good. So a lot of people are saying it should have been Rusev. I, I get it, but don't worry. Rus there's going to be a plan for Rusev, and I think it's, it's it's just going to be just as exciting. But I'm all the way with you on this, and we've have agreed with this for a long time. I like Jinder Mahal. I don't care what anybody says about his steroid sort of say usage and all this other stuff. I seen Jinder Mahal in Texas. He was at um, a daily sh uh, a, a, a um, daily shop, just chilling, had his flip flops off, looking like just a big bystander chilling in the crowd. He was right in front of Russell Khan and right in front of Ari's uh, entrance. People were walking past him because he was a nobody at the time, you know, just got released from WWE. Um, he might have had an appearance at Russell Khan, but nonetheless, he, he wasn't active right then. He was just chilling and he wasn't in the best of shape. The three and B thing was cool for a little while and entertaining, but it ultimately got two of them out of the uh, out of the company. So he got himself back in shape, reinvented himself, and look where he's at. I commend somebody that did not let adversity or the machine break them, but in, instead he became the machine now. And he, he got the, the, the look, the physique. He's in the best health of his life. He's the champion. He deserves it. And it's, it's almost like un-American to not get behind that because that's the story everybody always liked. The redemption game, you know? But but there there's the irony though, because that's his gimmick. He's not necessarily doing the uh you know, American, you know, uh each weedies and say take your vitamins or whatever. Mm -hmm. But his story is that of, hey, I'm an immigrant, I did it, I came, I you know, have overcome adversity, and damn it, I'm the champion. And yeah. how dare you not like it because I'm not the champion that you want me to be. Exactly. Exactly. I mean the hypocrisy in it is actually delicious. And it, um, it it furthers the uh, the whole cause, especially in the times that we live in in America, um, where you know what, damn right. But even even still, everybody wants AJ Styles and all that good stuff. And I, I get it. You like who you like, and that's fine. But I would rather see. I would rather be surprised than you know coddled. If when James Ellsworth had his like five minute run back in October. People were watching SmackDown. Yeah, it's sure to see AJ, AJ Styles. And that moment that they had, that moment that they made, regardless of who the catalyst was, was very important. And now, unfortunately, you know, he's riding that wave still, but it's very important. I would rather see 25 James Ellsworths than another Titus O'Neil. <laughs> and the talk is, well, gender wasn't built right and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, what would you what would you want me to do? 
I mean, Paige wasn't built right. She came from NXT, one on her first day. Hey. But nobody seems to care about that. Hell, they're making that a movie. So just because it's, you know. Uh, Finn Balor, um, Finn Balor, the absolute fan favorite, did the same yeah, thing. Exactly the same thing. Universal Championship, bada bing, you know? Right. And, right. And it's, so it's. It's just the fact that, you know, some people just boo people just to go against the grain. People like to throw out accusations about people just to go against the grain. But what's really in front of you right there is a hardworking person that in the scenario in which he wrestles in, SmackDown, the land of opportunity, he, he wreaked the opportunity and he became the champion. It's a new era. Everybody wanted a new era, a new look. You got it. And people still complain. <laughs> are we talking about gender? But, but, but this is the thing. People are complaining. And as I said this before, people are complaining because they're not the cha- he's not the champion that they want him to be. And I think that's indicative of people, uh, you know, and their personal biases. I don't, I think that a lot of people can get behind an AJ Styles and whatever for his career. And a lot of people can get behind a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn being an underdog. Jungle Mahal and Sami Zayn are doing the exact same thing. But... Why is gender not accepted as your champion, but Sami Zayn absolutely would be tomorrow? That's a good question. But gender does it better, though, because in my opinion, heels always have an easier time getting over than faces. And I think Sami will have a bad time, a hard time getting a I respectfully disagree with that. If you, you know, you. You know, if you if you're just going to get on the show, you know, you need to introduce yourself. Like, hi, everybody. They know who I am. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Don't make me start singing again. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Silly, silly sellers joins us uh, abruptly to tell us all about how um, gender's great. <laughs> it is what it is, though. I think everybody here, um, besides maybe Dwayne, probably will go against the grain on this. But I mean, it, it, it it's not the champion people want, as they say, but it is exactly what people want, and <laughs> they don't even realize it. And I. <laughs> I, you know, for the for the sake of whenever this topic may uh, just end, I hope he has a long and healthy run. And it, I don't care if it's right. just for the the indie the uh, the India tour, whatever it may be. The fact that he's at the top of the of the plateau right now, when he wasn't even in the company that long ago, he's done he done did a lot of publicity. I'm talking like podcasts, appearances, interviews, all that other stuff. Um, he's been doing a lot of. Um, um, weightlifting and muscle type of, um, you know, I guess you could say like tours or interviews or whatever, whatever you want to consider. I, I don't know what they call it. He's, he's has himself out there. He's not just sitting behind WWE and saying, please push me to the top. He's doing what he has to do to ensure that he deserves to be there. And I, I, I can get behind that. And if you cut all that out of there and he's just a heel, he exactly speaks again to the, to the American culture. Like, Hey, you guys don't like me because of how I talk, how I look. I don't, I don't buy by that. I think every, I think this is a land of the free, and everybody has the opportunity to make who they want to be. I can get behind that all day. He's not like he's out there yep. saying uh, Putin's my best friend or something like that. <laughs> but no, still. I mean, he's not using his his culture as a uh, a stepping stone uh, to put somebody else over. No, he's not doing that at all. You know, he yes, sure, he is of Indian descent. Yes. Sure, he loves his uh, heritage, and you know what? And he's a champion. Um, good for him. What? Because when he came back, and people went, "Why?" Yeah, <laughs> he was a, he was and, irrelevant for you know, a minute. WWE has a huge. 
Uh-oh. Get you oh, the don't put market in Get India, you. too, Uh-oh. that they need to attract. I think he's using a Somali internet right yeah. now. Oh, but let's oh talk about God. the let's talk about the Singh brothers really quick too. Um, how do we feel about them being as you know, sort of say his managers or counterparts or whatever, whatever you want to be, um, taken out of two hundred five live, taken out of NXT, uh, put on the main roster to accompany him? How do we feel about that right now? I mean, I, I, I right. can say honestly, I didn't feel like they had much momentum going on at NXT more or nonetheless. Um, any matches really highlighting them, sort of say. So it's good to see them on TV and be irrelevant. And I think any publicity is good publicity. So I think at any point when they decide to, to get into uh, tag team competition, I think it'll be a good look for them. Let me ask this. Can you hear me now? Am I clear? You're there. Yeah, you sound a lot better. Okay. Now, uh, well, well, I, I, okay, go ahead. Well, first, let me go this. Uh, remember, WWE has a huge market in India they want to attract. And if you listen to Jinder Mahal's uh, podcast with Jericho, he just reaffirmed, even though we already knew this before, 1.3 million people invest heavily uh, in wrestling that live in India or are from India. So just that market itself is huge. Going to what you said to James about the Singh brothers, it is very important for them to get this spotlight because they won't be doing anything on 205 Live. They're kind of small to be a dominant tag team, but they're that p- perfect uh, Jamie Noble, Noble and Joey Mercury type figures that can be good with the heel faction that all they have to do is get beat up be his bodyguards, but it works. That formula always works. So I think they're working fine, and it's the best thing for them that they'll take a couple of bumps, they'll be his bodyguards, and just fill those that role. I think that, um, let, let, it, let, let it not be understated, that three out of the four champions on SmackDown Live are people of color. Um, and so if you want to talk about diversity, uh, well, there you go. Now, as far as the Singh brothers go, I, I like it. You know, I think that he needs more people. I would love to see Tiger Ali Singh come back and maybe give him a bit of a rub, um, you know, something like that. But I like I saw the um, celebration online, and I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Also, it was uh, pretty tastefully done uh, when they could have had like flying carpets and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> okay, Ali. I mean, I mean, are, are we not? Are we upset that Genie and Aladdin did not make an appearance here? Uh, why would they make an appearance? Because that's an Arabian tale, and he's from India. You racist. <laughs> I watched Aladdin because I liked it, not because I cared about the origins of where they came from. Jesus Christ! Well, I like I watched Aladdin because I liked it because I liked the uh, Thousand and One Arabian Nights from Iran. So where was India? Where's the Lion King held that? Just so we're just politically correct here. Detroit. <laughs> 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 don't, make, don't make me spit out my juice. Don't make me spit out my juice. I almost literally spit out my juice on that one. <laughs> y'all know good and damn well. Y'all see the dude named Simba running down the street talking about his uncle out to get him. <laughs> hey, you know what? I won't be surprised if that dude that got in that Uber name was Simba. <laughs> well, see, see, see. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, next next time. Right, let, let, let's move on. Let's move on real quick. Um, speaking of champions, uh, we definitely saw the women's champion Oscar uh, maintain and defend her belt successfully um, in a heck of a match at uh, Takeover Chicago. She is now somehow uh, the uh, longest undefeated streak in WWE history. Uh, she's better than Goldberg. She's one hundred and seventy four and zero. Now, I'm under the impression that Goldberg is actually 155-0, and 0, but, you know, whatever. 
Either way, Oscar did it, and she's at 174 now. People forget that she's been a heel for like the last eight months, but they don't care because she's awesome. What do you do? Um, there isn't a viable person to leave the belt with so that she can move up to the main roster. Ember Moon is currently hurt because Oscar absolutely murdered her. Um, there are a lot of new people that come in that haven't really been uh, properly acclimated yet to NXT. So what do you do? I mean, she just becomes 200 and 0 and, and does a page and just leaves the belt and rolls? I mean, let's, like I said, let's, oh, let's, make this topic, yeah, let's make this topic full circle here. Because I'll tell you what I think. There is nobody right now that is worthy um, to, de to defeating her that makes sense. I mean, because at this point, you have to say, well, this person needs to be better than Bailey, better, better than or stronger than Nia Jack. But just all around a better striker than Oscar, period. So you're thinking somebody who may have like an MMA background, which uh Dyer Dyer, what's her name? The 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 um, um is it Dyer? Daria? Daria Beninato or something like yeah. that. Um yeah. what, what I saw know? her in Kentucky versus and I don't know her name, but she had this like Captain America. Um uh, Peggy, uh, Christ, what's Peggy Rogers um, type of deal? Yeah, and that was a heck. That was that was the best match of NXT Kentucky. I, I'm um, just, they that that's the that's good the, job. That's the bill of somebody who you would be comfortable with seeing beat Oscar, but no, she's not ready. So nonetheless, nope. I mean, that's just my perception. So I I would love to see Oscar drop the title and say there's nothing for me. She says she's going to be champion forever. We agree. And if she drops it and nobody beats her, that does make her champion forever, that she just leaves it be. Two Only things I like about this is, mm -hmm. one, because it gives the main Young, champ uh, uh, the main Young Classic a prize for them being in this tournament. It gives them a gold. Because I don't want to see a new belt here, and I don't think that a trophy is, is enough. So I think that it coincides with the um, the dating of the tournament. So I think she drops it sometime soon. Before, I don't know, but before the tournament, nonetheless, and the tournament um, and the tournament is 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 actually wrestled out for the NST Women's Championship. I don't want to see the winner face Oscar because I'm still going to think Oscar should win. <laughs> so it's nothing to do here. Bring Oscar to the main roster. And, um, you know, don't even have Oscar inserted into matches. Just come out, have her do like she did that resulted in her being in this fatal four-way. Disappear, wreak havoc, and roll out. You know, till she but, feels like somebody is worthy enough to challenge her. But to be fair, we're saying that not knowing who's going to be in the 32-woman tournament uh, coming up this July. I mean, and I'm not saying that you're, you're absolutely dead wrong. But not knowing who we're going to be, there's some, there's some certainly some interesting matchups out there for Oscar to potentially defend that belt against. No, absolutely. Right. I think I think there's a lot of talent, but I mean, you got to talk about how NX, um, um, WWE is going to book some of these people, like De Deanna Perrazzo. If she's in it, she's an absolute champion in her own, you know. But you already yeah. seen what happens when she debuted before. <laughs> on the main roster, she got squashed. Yeah. You know that. You know that didn't mean anything. 
So, I, I, but I would love to see like Rachel Ellen be in there. Um, you know, T Tessa Blanchard would be another one. Right, right. Um, so I mean, there are a lot of names. That, I'm not saying that Oscar is godproof, man. I mean, there are some names out there uh, I, I, that it's. I don't think she's godproof, but I think her booking is godproof, and I think you have to keep it that way. I think, I think it makes sense, you know, unless it's something, you know, there's not even a a, a heel stable that can jeopardize her losing. I mean, sanity possibly. Could have been in discussion for this, but they never bring out sanity when uh, Nikki Cross faces her. So it's, it, there's no booking that makes sense in my eyes besides her just ultimately dropping a title, a ceremony dropping a title, and it, and that's that. But I'd be curious to hear what you guys think on this. But you make a great point, though. And, and if the whole point of this tournament is to bring in a new revelation of women matches, dream matches that you could say on the women's division, if you match Oscar to anybody that's going to be part of this 32 bracket, it's going to be bad. Take Oscar away from it. Have her drop the title. Make sure she's not involved in it. Because like you said, Two Chains, Oscar involved against the, in this tournament, whoever's a winner or whatever, you feel like Oscar's going to win. So it's like, what is the point of this tournament? The point of this tournament is to build your new NXT woman star. And you have to do that Possibly. in this tournament. So I think if Possibly. you just drop Oscar, it's perfect timing in July. Have her say, I'm done with this. You know, you guys are too easy for me. And just have her walk away. Don't have her de debut on anything. And have her be like a surprise debut, maybe on a SummerSlam, where you can think about, oh, is she going to Raw? Or is she going to SmackDown? And her storyline could be which brand is best for her or who's going to uh, outdo whatever to make sure they get her on that brand. So I that's you're building Oscar, not just as an undefeated streak on NXT, making her the biggest star in WWE, if you want to. That's a woman. I wouldn't even be mad if she appeared on both shows one at a time, just attacking people. Yeah, until she absolutely. Somebody was worthy. I, I mean, the sky's the limit for booking her, but I just think at this point now, she done did everything she can do in NXT. Um, yep. There's nobody worthy. I mean, Ember Moon was the closest thing to it, if you ask me, but um, she's not healthy right now, and um, the, the spark for that is gone. I mean, the, even the Fatal 4-Way, um, considering that they didn't even replace her, meaning that this this match was probably going to still be booked the same way. So um, I just don't think there's anything left for Oscar, and I think it's about time that you know she just vacates it. Shout out to WWE Vacate. This man has had every title, greatest champion of all ever, time, ever, in sport. ever, ever. Hold up, how is he not even in the Hall of Fame right now? I mean, there, there are a lot of people that should be in the Hall of Fame that aren't, but <laughs> WWE Vacant is my hero. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, so, so what's your book at what Oscar or you, or you uh, don't have anything to add to that? No, I mean, I, I think that she is, um, she's great, and we know that she's great, but they need to get the ball rolling on who her next, or who viable competition will be. Uh, they have until SummerSlam to figure it out before the next takeover. Uh, and then the women's tournament final will be after that. So they have a bay. It may obviously between July, middle of July to middle of August to set up her next opponent, assuming that it's going to be someone from the women's tournament. Uh, or they could go, go with a guy. And there's still other women who haven't debuted yet. So um, there, there's a, you know, we just got to have to wait and see. But uh, we're going to move on and continue with the women. Uh, Emma is yay. expected to return in mid-June. Cool. Yay. Uh, yay, yay indeed. Now, I would think that if she does return in mid-June, what does she do? Because Save that. 
Same thing. Just come back, evil same, Emma. Same thing. Same thing. This is a short injury. There was only there was only a, a slight flag thrown up because there was nothing um, brought up about her injury, and she just came off of an injury. But same thing. Minor tweet. Did she still um, do the uh, program with Dana Brooke? Dana Brooke is on the main event, I think. So no. Actually, not Jack was oh. on main event too, which is weird. Matter of fact, how do you even watch main event? It just happened to come on when I was watching the network. So I think you have to go to Canada or if you want to watch it on TV. Um, <laughs> other than that, I think it may come on the network or Hulu. But um, Okay, yeah. But, yeah, Hulu is what I meant, not the network. Um, but yeah, just keep her doing the same thing. I mean, there's not there's not much reason for anything to be uh different. She's on Raw, I think, right now. So uh after um yep. I, I guess I'll throw her back in the mix, uh Great Balls of Fire, I guess, right? Yeah, uh that yeah, would totally be, make sense. Uh continuing with the women, Jim Ross and Lita are rumored to call the women's tournament. Do you think that that's like the right call? Uh, I think Lita's absolutely terrible on uh, the Raw I agree. And I thought I that agree. she was abominable on the WrestleMania pre-show. Yes. Um, and the draft, too. Woo. Uh, well, yeah. So, I, I personally, I would like to see Renee Young and maybe another. I mean, and obviously, is a great wrestler, and nobody can take that away from her. I mean, look, I would, when we talk about the word classic, it's a nostalgic feeling. So, let's get, let's get somebody on there that's going to give you that feeling. That's what I think. When you got to CWC, Darren Bryan was still fresh. He was a fresh face, so it made sense. And just like Tough Enough, they had Hulk, Ho- Hulk Hogan, Paige, and um, and um, Daniel Bryan. And then the men's replaced it. So, you, you know, you got people that sort of say made sense. Shoot, for all that, if Paige is hurt right now, I don't know if she can call commentary. I, I think she can handle a mic. But somebody like a page would make sense to me. Here. Well, we, we've seen hey, a page handle something similar, so that. I think that can work. I knew he was going to say that. You, you walked right into that, too, Chase. That oh, happened. my God. You walked right it, into that. It just happened. Hey, Rock. Dude. <laughs> hey, Rock. Yeah, I know. I, if anything, we'll see her up, up, down, down soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we certainly did. Uh, greatest tag team ever. <laughs> But I mean, but let me say this about there, is, Lita, there is a lot of people that that can fit this. And the other thing that's curious about this Lita thing is, wasn't she just released by WWE not too long ago? She signed a Legends contract. I don't think she was officially like right, completely right. released. She, she, she tweeted something about not being with the company, and then she. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then right. she You're appeared right. at MCW, uh, which is Maryland right. Championship Wrestling. For anybody who's not familiar, um. So it's just like she's doing WWE dirty work and her heart man, doesn't even feel like it's there because she does not add anything on the pre-show, which makes me does not like the, the pre-show. Even Peter Rosenberg gives you an aspect that you want to like either hate or like him, but it's Rosenberg's entertaining. Trash. Right. You know? Rosenberg's the opposite of entertainment Yeah, let me hear this about Lita, dude. I, I, I think Lita cannot do anything if you have nothing in front of her. What? Am I breaking up again? No, you said no. That's just that, no. What you said just sounds stupid. You know, I no, thought it was well, uh, no, maybe a microphone. No, 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 no. She can't do anything that's nothing in front of her. Like for example, if you just have a conversation and make her talk about stuff that's nothing going on in front of her, it it won't work. But if you have wrestling action as an analyst, she may be able to capitalize on that because maybe she could talk about some moves that happened. Or maybe if <laughs> JR, you know, goes back and forth with her and saying, oh, look at this, and, and then she can make an analysis off of it. 
you just ask her just a studio talk, she probably can't do that. And it's a huge difference. It's like a difference between what a Shannon Sharp would do or what Tony Romo's going to do in the fall for football. Who's it's Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp is a tight end, uh, arguably one of the best tight ends up until recently holding all the records. And we're just going to leave that at that. And Shannon Sharp is also on the Skip Bayless show. Um, Skip Bayless is still alive? Yes, he has a contract with FS1 there, so he's taking money. Okay, sir, I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta go against the grain here. I feel like being able to pick my personal thoughts is much easier than being able to call a match and give commentary. So when she's Not on true. the pre-show and they say, "What do you think is going to happen in the draft tonight? Who do you think is going to get drafted? Who, who do you think is going to get split up?" There is absolutely no way. She can sit there and say, I don't know. I mean, anything can happen. It's going to be a crazy night. Like, what? What are you saying? That's what Booker T does. I'm not saying Booker Booker T is good either. Booker T is trash. Exactly. I'm not saying he's good either. I'm saying, but. Booker T be like, oh, this is going to be like this. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. I think. That's all he does. That's all he does. I think that there are some qualified people that can do this. Um, that that should have some formal training. Um, uh, Victoria could be a possibility here. No, nope. um, no, nope. Mick- she's not coming to work at WWE right now. No, what, what do you mean? She tweeted and said that she's still interested in working with WWE, True. and she wanted Hold to. On, she's Matter interested. Fact, she, WWE's been, not going to be interested. She, I don't know. She's she's been rumored for God knows like two years that she was going to be coming back. Um, shout out to those leaks. Uh, but um, what? what? <laughs> but it's bad when I do it though. Okay, I, I get one. I get one too. <laughs> but nonetheless, I just feel like there's got to be somebody more qualified. The leader, please, Beth Phoenix. Somebody, somebody should have the ability. If not, you know, pull Mickey James. I know she can do it for a fact. The thing is about uh, Daniel Bryan, and I thought that he was absolutely terrible in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. But Daniel you know, Bryan, you looked know, at before, or after, because before, there's no way you're going to say that afterwards. Uh, oh no, no, before and after. I think Daniel Bryan's still terrible on, on the. Uh, Can't I, agree there, but continue. I listened to the commentary in Spanish just so I could not listen to Daniel Bryan. <laughs> He's absolutely terrible. Lord, but Lord, but with that said, Lord, Lord, Lord. the difference between what Daniel Bryan can add, even though you know he's absolutely yeah, you know, he's bad. Is that he he knows the moves he knows the tacticality of it we don't want a person that can just ham it up like they do on espn we want a person that's been there and played the game we don't want a jonathan coachman we want a guy that can you know actually go out there and has been had that experience now that's the problem if you're an athlete you may not have media training as far as uh to be able to go out there and do that only to play by play. Obviously, uh, well, and that they still have been coached, but obviously, commentary and live play by play is different than studio time. Right. Hell, even us in this, uh, you know, ragtag bunch of miscreants, we still have production meetings and stuff like that to talk about what we're going to say. Instead, we would just go, huh? Huh. <laughs> so the idea Man. is. Man, we came right. a long way, man. There's no dead air. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> well, we had to put a stop. Shout out, shout out to uh the giant crab joining the crew, man. He's been my yeah, biggest critic. He's been my biggest critic, man. And the show is it is what it is. It's second initiative because of him, because 
Man, I tell you, man, we were a bunch of yes men <laughs> back in the day. One I thing, love everything. Everything. It could be like, man, I love jump off the bridge. Everybody say, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with that said, though, Lita, though she, as great as she was in or is in the ring, and she still does it, uh, you know, we've seen what she can do with the mic, and it has not been well. Um, I would say that I personally would want to see Renee Young and maybe like Bull Nakano or Sarah Del Rey. Maybe Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze has also said that she's open with working with WWE as well. That's somebody I would love to see. That's the nostalgia because we don't, right there. We don't just want somebody to be there based on their name. We want somebody that's going to actually give us the inside uh, you know, feeling of what it means yes. to see the things. No, that's what common commentary is we want the epitome and we missed that since jr and uh jerry lawler we missed that since then hasn't been recovered since those two have been removed from the booth right and how many times would they say uh what's between ross and lawler hey you don't know what that feels like or you don't know what that means to, or you don't know what he's setting up and, and there's so many intricacies in wrestling that the common fan wouldn't know or even the smarts right. think they would know but that person that's been in that ring can say that, yeah, that's a triangle choke. And if he doesn't do this, this, and this, and that's what Daniel Bryan brought. Love it, love it or not, he actually said, well, he needs to turn himself over so he can counter that. that that's why and, I like him because, because I'm not a wrestler. I watch wrestling, I watch UFC, and I understand UFC a lot better. But to see what Daniel Bryan was saying about how that move could actually hurt, like, no, it really hurts. He, he needs to get out of that position. It was a great feel. It made, it made everything about the CWC just as good. And tomorrow, he brought the excitement to Mike. I, th I thought it was a good match, nonetheless. And tomorrow, man, I'm sorry. Uh, Morrow knows how to call bots and like no, no, no other. Shout out to I, him. I would hope so. I've never seen him call anything other than wrestling. I didn't know who he was until he got to WWE. I, I have um, to send you an exciting boxing match that you can legitly watched and um you would enjoy you said excited and boxing in the same sentence and oh, where it's, I come from. Oh, it, it's true nah. it happens nah, it, that's grammatically incorrect no it's true <laughs> it's true and it's not and, possible and no it, it is there there's there i think i'm not gonna say boxing is back because it'll never be back to like uh you know the early 90s but um there's some excitement there and um you just have to weed through to find some good matches. And the thing is, Boston is more accessible than it's ever been. You got Fox now. You have Spike. Um, you have it everywhere where you can get uh, good quality matches on your TV without having to pay for it. But uh, nonetheless, no Marlon does the same for Showtime. Absolutely. But, well, yeah, you let, know, you know, so. yeah, they, I just hope they, you know, they make the right selections. I mean, I would have loved to see Corey Graves and, you know, some type of uh like legend yeah. woman be brought back. Corey Gray deserves the plat the, the platform now for sure. He just can't have dudes that carry with him. Him and Cole are terrible together. Corey Graves can do the whole show by himself. I don't think him and Cole are bad together. I think that they, they give us a good mesh and then the third person, whoever it may be, always gets the, the bad the end problem of the that I have with Michael Cole isn't with Michael Cole anymore. <laughs> the paper his, I thought that paper haunts my damn dreams. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, um, go oh, back to it's so easy to find it online, dude. But as so soon as I told him, but as soon as I told you though, you knew it. Like, oh my god. Okay, so uh, during the uh, pinnacle of WrestleMania 32, Shane McMahon is about to jump, possibly to his death, off the cage, and the Undertaker's like, "Nah, I'm not taking that bump." But um, as that was happening, Michael Cole has 
his notes in his hand, and he's literally reading that Shane McMahon is falling from the sky for the love of mankind. And you can see him in the replay and on the live coverage that Michael Cole, in the biggest seminal moment of the show, that he had to read from a damn script. And it was at that moment where you know that you messed up. <laughs> now, oh, to be Mark, fair, I gotta watch it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send you. I one. mean, but to be to be fair though, I mean, now I just want to say, what were the options of what Shaman Man was going to do at the top of the cage? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to build a damn TV. He was like this. He was like, I'm like, he's literally reading what? it as if I don't know what to say right now. Let's Crazy consult the notebook. Dude. Like, oh what else we got on the menu tonight, dude? Um, so, uh, more women's news, because I love the ladies. And um, Stephanie McMahon says in an interview with Sky News that uh, women, the women's evolution is still happening, and their women are still evolving. I agree. But what she says, and I don't agree with, is that the women aren't being sexualized. So Sky News called her out and said, well, well what about the outfits? And Let's I would talk say about that, that weave. Let's talk about that weave for a second. <laughs> How everybody let's, got let's not. I mean, extra long. Yeah, come on now. Let, let, let's not. There, there is a, a bald-headed Indian woman somewhere wondering what, what happened to her scalp. And it's certainly on the back of uh, Charlotte Flair right now. And it's, I'm told, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they're being sexualized. I mean, everybody has to have their gland uh, package, which includes your specific color of weave that somebody else doesn't have. And um, yes, their outfits. But it's not even about the weave, and apparently that's a trigger word for you. But I, I think that um, no, but, when we talk about this but, sexualization. What about Eva Marie? What about Lana? What about you know? What about these women who you know whether they can wrestle or not isn't the issue. But Emelina definitely using it. Emelina, stop absolutely. it! Don't you do that? Stop it! Don't you talk? No, about no, no, no. But I, I am, Emma. I am, no, no. I am going to bring up the weave because that's the fact. And I, I, I can't remember exactly the context of this uh, conversation earlier before, but somebody asked like. Hey, how come every woman has to have long weave and then everybody has to have some type of exotic, vibrant color? Like nobody had, no two people have the same color hair. So uh, to, be, to be fair though, to be fair, you're trying to create, uh, you're trying to market yourself. They are still independent contractors and everything that they do is a market of themselves to the, to the masses. And if everybody came out like right to censor in like a white tie with a you know, white shirt, black tie, black pants. I just wrestled that. in that. I thought well, it was cool because it was different because everybody does something so differently. I but the idea is that you that. want. Calm down, okay. Okay. Um, and your your wife is sick. Calm down. Um, she's fine. She's fine. Chicken flavor Nyquil. But you have the um. These <laughs> chicken bar. Um, it's not. It's just, not okay. It's just not okay. But you still have these uh, things where it's like they're trying to make differentiate themselves between one person and another, um, which is why Rusev got in trouble for cutting his hair. Did and, he? You know, because of those things. Yeah. I yeah, he got a little bit of heat for that. Yeah, he got a little, heat, little, little heat for that. So you do want to do something different. You don't want everybody to be the same, which is obviously what happens anyway when you talk about the look and how, you know, Vince likes a certain look and type or whatever for champion, which Jinder Mahal fits into that category, except for the wrong look that he has of being black. But, um, you know, 
it's it is it is a thing. And um, as far as the sexualization of women, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing because it is a part of everything that there is. Um, not everybody can be this awesome athlete, former Olympic training model. And some of them may have just come from being a cheerleader. Uh, I think that everyone should be just as welcome as everyone else. So if, if Naomi wants to have a move where she basically does, then cool. I'm okay with that. Damn it, I support it. But if you want to have somebody that's more technically sound come out there, then cool. But um, don't be yourself and say that it doesn't happen. That's just not true. Next, next subject. So... More women, because, because the women will not go away. Um, and Money in the Bank, they're going to have a women's Money in the Bank match. Been rumored, by the way. Rumored, right. not official. And, and, well, I'm officializing it now. Uh, and, but the, also the rumor is they're going to have a women's ladder match to determine um, the new champion. They're going to have a, like a fatal five-way or whatever, and then that will lead to the women's ladder match. And then, of course, everybody else is going to Money in the Bank to um, – to, to do that thing. Obviously, the end goal is um, having the women do the same thing that men do. Do you think that there's a limit to what we see in women's matches versus their male counterparts? Um, yeah, nobody in the women's division is going to be Shelton Benjamin at all. Or nobody's um, going to be not on SmackDown. Gar- Gargano and uh, Champa. Nobody's going to be I them. Just, nobody's going to. Oh, go ahead. Nobody's going to sacrifice their body parallel with the ladder um, to execute yeah. a spot. So yeah, you'll get I the agree. you'll get the traditional hanging and um, Jesus Christ, uh, Alessa Bliss. I, <laughs> that's a long fall for her hanging anywhere. But um, yeah, you, you you're going to see more calculated spots and less usage of uh, the, the the weapons or the the typical spots. So sort of we'll say, I think it could be handled. It could be handled good. I mean, Hell in the Cell I thought was done um, decent. Less, I, I didn't actually for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I what you're going to say. You're going to go back to the Mick Foley thing that you said before. But I think for what it was, I think it was okay. Um, and I think you're going to get the same dosage. I mean, you're not going to get a ladders match turned up like. Um, like what we saw at NXT, you're going to get, if that was a 10, you're going to get like a chill six. So you're not going to, it's, it's not, it's not going to be the same. But there lies the problem for me though. If you know, in a, with the Charlotte versus uh, Sasha Banks ladder match, I mean, the hell in the cell match, the idea was there and it was great. It's the first time ever it's happened. Cool. But you know that they're holding back. You know that if they had their way, they would go out there and put on the match that I want to see. But because I think in general people aren't ready for it, you know, they put on this match where you know that they were just kind of playing it super, super safe, arguably because they're women. If they're going to do that, then why do it at all? Oh, because, you know, it's it's the historical thing to say they were the first people to do it, no matter how it was executed, you know. And, and, you know, I, I don't. Again, this is another topic that I don't feel like to exhausting so much energy on, but I, I don't. I, I think it is what it is. I, I think yes. I, I feel like if they were capable of doing it, they would go one hundred and twenty percent. But it's so it's so much behind it because you know you're gonna have, um, you're gonna have the the casual fan that may not be happy because it didn't go all the way like a, a men's match. You're gonna have the people that's like, oh, but they're women. Why would they risk it like that? You know, you can never make everybody happy. But nonetheless, I think that the 
the one factor you want to consider here is just the um the health of the people. And Sasha Banks, I think, is very dangerous in the ring because she just throws her body and flings it all over the place. And I think the one thing about um uh, the one thing about women is that they some a lot more are able to are capable of executing the moves, but they're just not capable of always making sure it's done correctly and safely, if you ask me. And just the one thing to add to that, women have to understand, well, not women, everybody has Uh-oh. to understand that when women physically have bodies that are not as structured the same way as men, yeah, they cannot perform those same tools. For example, I have a wife that has terrible knees right now because of her ACL injuries. And two teams, you already know, Basically, our senior year, our girls' basketball team was the all ACL teams. How many uh, leg braces you saw <laughs> walking in the hallway? But <laughs> I hey, don't mean to say that in a rude way, but like literally, you. I started five. Might have been Patrick Ewing all the way. Hey, Everybody had the knee brace. <laughs> Everybody had a knee brace, and like literally, one bad like hanging from a a, a a bell or something like that, and they come down wrong on that knee. That knee is instantly shattered because it's not as structurally as strong as men. I'm not trying to say that as as a, a, a man phobe or woman hater. It's just structurally women's bodies are not taken or are not able to take those uh those bumps. Yeah. I think that, that that's an issue that could be taken in a number of directions that I'm gonna leave alone for right now. I think in general that I don't need women's wrestling to be men's wrestling. I need women's wrestling to be women's wrestling. If sure. you are five five and hundred and twenty pounds. I don't expect you to be Brock Lesnar in a match. Right. And, and I would say the same thing with the WNBA. I don't need them to have a, you know, a, a 25-foot three-point line and an 11-foot-tall um, um, hoop. But if we need to, you know, if they obviously play for a number of different reasons um, at a different level, that's not indicative of whether it's good or bad, but it is different, <clears throat> and we need to have that as such. And I think that... Um, if you're going to BS each other and say that, well, it's the first woman's Hell in a Cell match, I'm not saying that she's got to get up there and throw herself off like Shane did or like McFoley did or whatever, but we shouldn't be afraid to take risks, especially based on gender. That's not revolutionary. Um, let's move on to something that's not related to women. And uh, I'm just going to read something uh, real quick, and, and I quote, independent wrestlers are ruining wrestling. It has carried over to WWE, and Hunter and Vince have allowed it to happen. It's more controlled up there. This isn't to say that every independent wrestler, but this is one thing that I have ripped John Cena on for personal things. But for the most part, Cena's always good at selling the basics really well. Who uh, am guy, I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> this, this guy goes on to say, WWE is pushing guys that cannot hurt a fly. When do gymnastics make you tough? It doesn't. It really doesn't. And I get that it's entertainment and it has its place, but to replace that for actual toughness, the business was built about being real. Was it? Uh, that is why you lose casual viewers because they don't buy into that and they never will. Ryback said this of all people. And if he were in Chicago to see Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak, I think he would change his mind. Um, I, that was that was the absolute uh, match of the weekend uh, for me. And, you know, two chambers obviously agreed earlier. But I think that this is a, a thing that will kind of never go away. And that's because it's a contrast in styles. Uh, personally, as much as it pains me to do so, because I'm all for it, I can't make the women's tournament in Orlando next month because I'm going to see British Strong Style Wrestling in New York. Logistically, it saves me a lot more money. It makes a lot more sense. And I get to see two shows with um, the British guys um, in, in New York, along with Evolve. 
So that's what I'll be doing in August. But I think that um, don't Ryback. About, don't care about Ryback. Uh, yeah, he, he can go scratch. Dude, is a, um, dude is, a, is a permanent resident of Salt Lake City, Utah. Like, he has got to chill with all this hate for WWE. Oh, my God. Huh? He's Mormon? No. Salty. Salty, yes. Unfortunately, that you won't move on from him to, um, to the May Young tournament now. I'm still, and Sally seems to be pretty... Uh, yep. cool too. I'm still considering it very, very strong. Tickets going to sell tomorrow, so we'll see what they come out with and um get look um get a little bit more of a plan about it. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Definitely, um, definitely, a couple definitely things should be quick. exciting. A couple of things real quick before we move into do we care? Uh, Five Star Wrestling offered CM Punk a million dollars to work for them. Dana White got involved, and that's a whole thing now. I don't really care about that because eh, what are you going to do? They have a a 128 man tournament. Uh, that will start in June and last through the end of the year. Oh my God, too long, too much, too long. But it's a, it's something that it's the ultimate buildup. This thing will be going on from June tenth, uh, I believe, until December thirtieth over there long. in England and various cities and stuff like that. One hundred and twenty-eight men. Too long. Uh, single elimination tournament. Too long. I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of interested because Rob Van Dam was a name that was announced to be a part of the tournament. And I'm is it gonna be more more fans or more wrestlers than fans? Like Jesus. Right. Uh, That's too much. Well, <laughs> if, if it's a 128 man tournament and they can't get 128 people to show up, then they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um the, la the last thing I got is I got, uh you can and get I got something down to that too. Okay, you can get tickets for uh, WWE in, in Orlando. Uh, if you want to tour the Performance Center, how much are tickets? Are, you, are, we, are we guessing? Yeah, go ahead and guess. Oh, boy. All right. All right. No, $60, huh? $150. Um, yeah, $1,500. Okay. Uh, so, huh? you know, that's, that's slightly more uh, than what you said. <laughs> Yeah, he put an extra zero on mine. I mean, what, what do I what do I get with that? Like, do I get to take some bumps? Like, do I I'm get? I'm very to take glad that you asked. Uh, you get to share a light breakfast and lunch with NXT superstars. Uh, so that means you get to meet the Patrick Clark, um, Davitine Dream. Oh God, um, Pootie Tang, uh, Prince Prince Junior, oh uh, um, 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 Dave Chappelle, Prince blouses, computer right. blue. Um, you get to you Stop have a, a NXT Q, a Q and A with the coaching staff. They have an autograph session with the uh, superstars. You sign a actual one day contract and produce your own intro, ring entrance, and stuff like that. Um, you do promo classes and get go through the whole performance center tour. You get a gift bag, your chair, and you well become a wrestler. Then I just wanted the tour. That's all I wanted. I wanted to see you the literally play. become a wrestler and you sign a one day contract. It's fifteen hundred dollars. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. But I'm paying. But and that does not include Florida sales tax of six and a half percent. But I know that you guys are bigger. Uh, well, not maybe not bigger, but would you do that for the NFL? Ooh! If if your team of choice, whoever they may be, offered you for fifteen hundred dollars a one day contract to be an NFL guy, you get to run what run through all the BS that the NFL guys do. Yeah, uh, I, I do. Q and A, chalk talk, all of that good yeah. stuff. This this might to be made there because no. um um <laughs> this might to be made there depending no. on what what um what uh, organization you're with. I mean, granted, 
say you're going with uh Seattle. Seattle, you'll get you'll you'll get a jersey probably. You'll probably get a custom pair of Jordans because they're right there outside the Nike factory. You get the tour. You can get signatures from people. You'll get a football probably signed. I mean, look, look, what do you mean? It's that whether you're Seattle or not, any team, because people are fans of their teams. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying this, this, there's, there's this, this touring value, and then there's absolute perks. Like even if well, you let's were, say that everybody gets the same thing, though. Let's no matter where you are, and yeah. you, you could be a Buffalo. Let's say that everybody gets the same thing. You yep. sign a one a one day contract. Yep. You get your jersey. You get your locker. It's yep. not. It's it's in like July or whatever when they have preseason or um, scrimmages and OTAs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Do you do that for fifteen hundred? Okay. I do. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, but we're not talking about WWE here. We're just talking about NXT for fifteen hundred. Now, if it was WWE, they're not. There's, there's a better, more leniency chance that a lot more people would consider it. But yes, a Pat, a Patrick Clark, a Velveteen Dream. And uh oh, Mandy, Mandy Rose or Mandy Sachs, whatever you want to call it, that okay. that might be worth fifteen right there. I, I give more or less, but uh, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> especially if we're going back to Chicago, you get Oscar. But um, see, see, what are you doing, Oscar? What do you what do you eat for breakfast, Oscar? Calm down, okay. Okay. Um. um so, so now we just uh yeah you said you had one more thing. Yeah, two things. Uh, Sally, so we was, was your match of the weekend. Um, what was my match of the weekend? Gentleman. Probably the UK Championship match. Um, you sure, that was probably the. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was about to say he I, said I it was un, uncertain. Because, I mean, that's a good get, good pick. No, 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 no. It definitely was my match over the weekend. I was just fast forwarding all the matches I was thinking in my head while I was thinking about that. But that was definitely the most energetic, best storytelling. Um, and I thought about you two chains because once again we got a guy who uses his hand that has an over gimmick. Like if you have a gimmick or something where you can use your hands, it automatically would go over no matter. Yeah, so what it, it, is. it fits easy with the fans, like all the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, my last thing I had, um, just basically I wanted to bring up Adam Cole. Don't forget the baby. But um, a lot of people speculated that he was going to make an appearance this weekend if it wasn't going to be NXT or Backlash or uh, even Evolve this weekend. Uh, people spec- speculated that um, considerably one of the hottest free agents right now, Adam Cole, the former RH champion, was going to appear. He didn't. So as a um, around-the-table question, I'll be disappointed we didn't see him this week in any uh, form or fashion. Um, and... Since we didn't see him, where do we expect to see him, or what would we like to see him? Uh, where would we like to see him? I would say that um, where, really wherever he damn well pleases. Um, it would be interesting to see uh, the difference between the, the full-out free agency independent market versus what he was doing in uh, Ring of Honor and Moonlighting in Japan. I don't see the difference that much. Uh, would I, where would I like to see him? I would like to see him in overall wrestling. You know, I, I would love to see that Adam Cole live, but you know he'll land. He'll it's it's not a matter of landing on his feet, and I think that it's different than like a, a player in a, in an actual in a sport where who's going to sign him? He doesn't have to be signed. Adam Cole can do Bebe, can do the Cody Rhodes thing until the cows come home, if that's what he chooses to do. And I don't think the WWE is the end all um, for where wrestlers need to wind up. Uh, and I do think that NXT, I'm not going to say it's beneath him because there's certainly more interest for, from a wrestling standpoint in NXT. But did we really want to see him on Raw or SmackDown? I think both of those rosters are 
more or less full. And if you put a guy like Adam Cole up there, who does who could be on the main roster tomorrow, honestly, that pushes some somebody else loses a spot. So do we sacrifice Adam Cole for Sam for Sami Zayn? Do we sacrifice Adam Cole for you know another upper mid car guy? Yeah, we definitely don't want to sacrifice him for Titus O'Neil. I said upper mid car guy, not stealing checks. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, no, I think um, Adam Cole, wherever he winds up, he'll certainly be welcome. And uh, I hope it's not TNA. Sellers. Well, he doesn't realize that he's muted. Yeah, you're you're muted, buddy. I am muted. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Oops. I did. I, I would like to see him on a um promotion where somebody can create it that's on the lines of TNA, on the lines of ROH, or even on the lines of Lucha Underground but does not want to overdo WWE. It's just something that, hey, we're just doing this once a week. That's all we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you pre-recorded. And I think he could be the star of that type of wrestling promotion. And I'm thinking of something like Wrestling Society X, but something where maybe you have a season with 15, 16 episodes, and that's it. And I think something like that needs to transcend of what the wrestling promotion companies can do. So that way you can get some TV time for something being different. And something being scripted. Because I would love to see, and I'm going to make another comparison to James. You know, I'll always bring this back. Something like a WMAC Masters for Wrestling. And I think <laughs> it's a great something for Adam Cole to do. Wait, wait, wait. Um, wait don't they have that already? Is it called Lucha Underground? Yeah, speaking you know, of Lucha Underground. Real storyline. Speaking of Lucha Underground, that's why I would like to see him. I would like to see him with um good, um, I'm about to say promotion. Uh, What's, what's the word? Uh. What is the word I'm looking for? This uh, is seeing with something where it has good quality in uh, in in their viewing in it, and I guess well their promotion, their promotional viewing or whatever. Lucha Underground I think would be a good look for him, um, an intrigue, and I think it's a good platform. I would love to see him with some of the matchups he can do there and um, be a super uh, villain because he doesn't wear uh, he's not a, a luchador and he doesn't wear a mask. Oh, I think there's a little bit of intrigue there. Uh, but nonetheless, yes, do the Cody Rose thing. Reinvent yourself. Get yourself hot. Um, make people have to have you. Do what Marty Scroll did, you know. Yeah. Um, go go dominate at uh, Battle LA this year. Do that. Yep. Like he did last year. Um, yep. So let's move into Do We Care and, and uh, wrap this thing up. Um, Jinder Mahal is champion, and for the first time in his career in WWE, he actually has some merch. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to look right now. Said, I missed that. I'm, not, so, even, I'm not even playing. I'm about to look right now, dude. So Ginger Mahal, for the first time in his in his career, has merch. He has a t-shirt out. Oh, I can't wait to. Oh, I see it. Yeah. So, and, and you know what? The shirt's actually kind of hot. I'm not saying I'm going to order one right yeah. now because it's twenty five dollars. But uh, <laughs> it says the modern day Maharaja with a very pissed off elephant um down below. And it says Let me see if two I'll have my phone hey, with me. Hey, Put hey, Jinder Mahal, dude. You can't talk. You're going to see it. You guys, he did go. Jinder Mahal, man. I like Come it. Man. I like it. Well, I like um, the new AJ Styles one, too. Okay, now he's shopping. Um, so let's move on to something that nobody wants. <laughs> um, the, the Titus brand is real. Do we care? No. Um. Oh, my. Oh, my God. This, this new... Roman Reigns shirt is trash. Why are we still shopping? Why we're still shopping? How does that happen? I'm almost um, sure this, is not, this might be 
hold on. I'm... Who who is this right here? Who's that? Who is that? Um, I can't tell. Um, I, I have no idea. Was that Fondango? It looks like AJ. Okay, this Alistair Black shirt is white. That's new. Yeah, they they were selling that in Chicago. I didn't even see it. Anywho, all right, my bad. I didn't mean to hijack like, your segment. Everyone, but it's um, uh, it's all white. Um, and it's just like you know, living in black or something like that. Um. So, uh, no, Titus O'Neil, we don't care. Um, Matt Hardy versus uh, TNA Anthem, the Owl People, still continues on. Do we care? No freaking nope. way. <laughs> nope. Now, now I have a question about that. You know, do we? And not do we care necessarily, but if they don't, if Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy aren't broken soon, do we care? No. 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 It won't matter. They're the champions, so they're relevant right now. Right. And whenever they come broken, they can be re relevant. And <laughs> so, I think they need to be broken when yeah, they're but, not champions. But they're not the new day, so they're not going to be champions for five hundred days. There might so be something next pay per view. This plenty of time. I mean, they if they if, if they if they held it all the way out to Royal Rumble, I think people would be perfectly fine. I mean, there's uh, they they have reasons to keep them as um. Um, as a team history, because there's stuff to be sold there, and again, the nostalgic feel them being back. And when they go broken, that they're going into another shift, another gear, another mode, and, and new to some fans because, uh, absolutely, no, everybody does not know what TNA is, and a lot of people don't even know what this whole delete thing is. I mean, kids are doing it just because, and the parents of the kids are doing it just because the kids are doing it. So, you know, once it comes full circles, it'll be perfectly fine, and, and arguably, you kind of make them sort of say a heel sort of say so it, it all works it, it in due time when it happens they will it, it will be best for the wwe to take their time with it and, and, re and real quickly in, in regards to that shirt that you just uh showed me i looked it up right now and it's basically a silhouette in white of a person uh, about to jump and throw a, a punch the thing is, is that you can't tell who that person is it could yeah. literally be anybody it's definitely AJ Styles more than his Roman Reigns. <laughs> I thought it was Seth Rollins, honestly. Jeez. But it, yeah, that's a that's a terrible, terrible shirt, and it's twenty five dollars. They're insane. Um, and the last thing we do we care is that Mojo Rowley is appearing in Rob Rob Gronkowski. Am I saying that right? Uh, in his music video, do we care? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> sir. No. Oh. <laughs> You know who no. Rob Gronkowski is, right? Just want to make sure you know who that is. He was right? at WrestleMania, and the, and the security guard <laughs> didn't know who he was. and um, <laughs> So that makes it perfectly fine for anybody else to not know who he is. Then, uh, oh, that matter. No, we don't care because he's not our truth. <laughs> he's not even a rapper at all at that. So the music video, don't care. Rob Gronkowski, don't care. And the fact that Mojo Rally is in it, don't care. But let me ask this one. Can I get an extra credit? Do we care? Do we care if Rob Gronkowski goes oh. to WWE? I don't um, know what he does, so <laughs> no. He's injury prone, so no. I'm cool with him not doing anything. <laughs> no, for real. The dude can't stay on the field for anything, so why do you expect for him to stay um, in the square circle? Mm, sure. Dude is injury prone. But, but that would be like the Mr. Kennedy of, of wrestling or football, whatever you want to do. That's your guy. I don't care it how is. hard you mark out for him. He's never going to return. 
Uh, and you know what? He could have returned if he took time to uh, reinvent himself. That's why Dustin Jenner Mahal, the true Mahara, the new age Mahara, did what he did, and he's the champion. Now your now your favorite wrestler could do the same thing. My one of my favorite wrestlers, Juventud Guerrero, decided that he wanted to stop being the DJ and started wrestling again, and he started right. showing up on cards again. And I think he still is DJing, but nonetheless, he's back out here. Now, to be, to be fair, though, gender gender's uh, push is definitely more of a um, confluence of uh, time, timing and opportunity and luck. Because on the Raw side, no one but Brock Lesnar can be the champion. On the <laughs> SmackDown side, things are a little bit more open for discussion. So him going there at the time that he did, when he did, when they really needed a super red hot heel, and they really don't have one on SmackDown, it totally makes sense. Randy Orton was a heel, then he kind of transitioned. AJ Styles is a heel, then he kind of transitioned. Kevin Owens already has a belt. So uh, Dolph Ziggler, nobody cares. So they needed a heel. They finally got one. They paired him with the Singh brothers. It was a smart move. But honest to God, it would never have happened on Raw because Brock Lesnar is whoring the belt. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. I absolutely <laughs> agree. It is what it is, yeah. though. Coincidence, luck or not, it is what it is. And uh, the writers took what they had and made it work. And if this is all the mastermind behind Shane McMahon, then, you know, props to him. But it, it, it came together good. Right, right. So that's uh, that's how a lot of things happen. It's just uh, damn dumb luck. Because, yeah. um, you know, when we look back on uh, some of our favorites and we see who they were then and where they are now, um, how many of them actually retained that original gimmick? So, I.e. the Miz. Exactly. And he's a future Hall of Famer, as far as I'm concerned. First ballot Hall of Famer. Let's get that right. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, he would have to retire first. But well, yeah, he'll retire. And he'll get in there as soon as Edge did. I don't think they do ballots. I don't think it's like baseball. I think it's just like, oh, Vince McMahon said you could be in there? Sure. Because obviously, if, if China were to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, she would have been in there already. Well, speaking of first ballot on a side tangent, when is uh, your steroid area boys going to get in? Steroid era in baseball? Yep. Oh, never. Day after Pete Rowe does. No, 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 no. The day after Barry, the lines behind Barry Barnes. He's never been convicted of uh, steroids. So it's Barry Barnes, Matt Barnes' cousin. <laughs> Matt Barnes is gonna be in the, in the Hall of Fame. You oh. so missed it, two changes. You so missed it. No, but not 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 to belabor the point. It's um. I think that there is a thing that that wrestling is. That's have a mm -hmm. Jamal moment. I missed all of that. Nope, it's okay. <laughs> you you, say, you <laughs> never mind. You can watch it on YouTube with everybody else. But, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> but still, oh the God. idea is that um, wrestling is going to have this his this issue in ten years. Also, when we talk about who's going to be in the Hall of Fame, will it be a Will Osprey? Will it be a Ricochet? Will it be? A guy like Leo Rush or all of these, you know, smaller. No matter what you want to think about it, wrestling is changing. Like everything else changes. And if you're a fan of old school basketball and you don't wonder where your center went, sorry, that's not what they do nowadays. True. If you're a fan of wrestling in the 60s or 70s and you want to know where your King Kong Bundys or your Bruno San Martinos went, sorry, they don't do that anymore. So nope. you either get with it, get over it, or get run over because it's definitely happening. Agreed. True. Yep. So, so um, yeah. That's that's do we care? I, I think I might have to go watch this Mojo Riley video. 
<laughs> don't. I don't. Save, save two, three, four. How long it is to be alive? Shout out to my man R Truth, <laughs> just just killing it with uh that the, that Trey movie Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, Blood, 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 uh, Blood Brothers out in August, I believe. Um, Another summer movie classic. But yeah, <laughs> you know, we wrap this up. Shout out again to Doctor M celebrating his good birthday today. Uh, couldn't Real. be with us because he had birthday obligations. Uh, another shout out to uh, the good guy Aaron. Uh, good seeing him in Chicago. Dwayne, get better. His his tummy hurt. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, for two chains, the giant crab Jamal and Mr. Silly Sellers. Thanks for checking us out tonight. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. All our links and everything is everywhere. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, um, read SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, you know, you want to interact with us, want to get on the show, talk some wrestling, then man, hit us up. We always welcome to it. So, uh, again, catch us next week, Thursday, 8 p.m., each and every week, talking some good old wrestling. All right, signing out. See ya.